welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I have the pleasure to be your host for this podcast. And this week, I'm very excited to have Rachel Hot with me, who is from New York. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you very much. From the Big Apple. Yes. How exciting. <laughs> Thank you. And I know you're a, a, a clinical psychologist. That's correct. I'm a clinical psychologist, but I actually started off as a dance therapist. In, oh, fabulous. Uh, way back when, let's say, 1978, 80. And uh, there are actually a couple of dance therapists, Judith Delosier. Yes. I had also been a dance therapist. But, um, yeah, then I went into NLP. So my clinical psych came in 1997, but my NLP started around 1982. Right, excellent. So you're there in the early days when it was all starting to build? Yeah, I I think, you know, it's an interesting time frame because my – early days things had already changed yes. you know when i came in frogs into princes was in print and um, and that's actually my fairy tale story which was that i was working for a nonverbal communication researcher named okay. martha david and as a 25 year old you know what do you do but you organize somebody's books <laughs> so i I was looking at her books and there was Frogs into Princes and such a pretty cover, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. I would. Yeah, and I, I had more of a Jungian background. So I, of course, like took in, I read the book for the cover. I really yes. did. But once I read it, I was like, this is really interesting. And fortunately, there was a three-day three day workshop in uh, Soho at the time, which was very, very different than the Soho in our in town now. But uh, <laughs> Still a lot of artists, etc. Anyway, um, that began my journey into um, NLP. So it was from that. But Bandler and Grinder, they weren't together anymore when I came in. Right, no. So, yeah, I was in the beginning. But, you know, could you say, not really. I was at some second tier. Okay. No, it it happened fast, you know. Yes. Um, But, yeah, 1982 was my kickoff for my NLP training, um, and I never look back. So yeah. say you're talking to somebody who's lived in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and now early 60s with NLP as, as an experience, you know, wow. life experience. How do you think that's affected your life, your direction? Um, say that, say how did it affect my direction? How did so how did it affect your life and the direction your life took? Oh, okay. Well, it really, I think, created a career, per se. You know, when I went into it, I was a dance therapist looking for how to to work with people. I already thought I was very good at observing people. And I was 
excited about the communication, the interaction, really paying attention to language. And, uh, you know, and also remember, I was 25, 26, so I was also like just open to everything. And um, it felt right. You know, it was a strong feeling like I understand this. I like this. I want to do this. And um, and the this was what working with people. Yes. And, and specifically uh, practicing NLP. And in that um, experience, I also met Stephen Leeds, who's my husband, who is my co-owner of the business, who's the father of our children, you know, like my partner in life, right? Yes. So he and I also came together at that time saying, oh, let's, let's create an uh, NLP center in New York, you know, right. after we graduate. So it just developed as a career. Um, and I always, you know, I had had, a, it's in, I say I started dance therapy, but there was a window where I was doing business training. Okay. There's a company called American Management Management Association, and they had a program called Building Better Work Relationships. And guess what? It was NLP. Yes. (laughs) So I get hired to teach that. So I'm doing more businessy things, even though I'm coming from a very esoteric background, you know, dance background. But then it, you know, worked out as doing business. But as I grew, I started to be more interested in the, in the therapy side or the coaching side, if you would. So I actually started to veer that way. So I think the direction was building a business and also going back to working with clients. Yes. I may get hired in for business, like as a process communication, but more often I'm one-on-one and um, training groups. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I think some, one of the things that's often missed within NLP is the arts. And, you know, Richard Bandler was a musician. Uh, you're, you're a dancer, a dance therapist. And um, I, I, I went to college and did dance and music. Does, have you discovered that the dance aspect of your starting has helped you kind of express and communicate in ways and help your clients open up? Um, well, I think, I think any artist who comes likes that, you know, I think the awareness of the body and nowadays a lot of people talk about the soma and, you know, obviously mind body connection. So body and whether or not it's, um, you know, people are looking for nonverbal, you know, analysis, even though we could always question and what does, what does anything mean? Yes. Having a body awareness the creativity probably comes in with um, working with clients and being able to adjust or, yeah. you know, when we do um, different thought processes, you know, in terms of how you represent something, I'm probably very open to creative thinking, you know. But um, you know, one thing that I've seen that some of what Robert Dills has uh, contributed, I'd say there have been more movement exercises. Yes. And that feels a little bit more in the dance frame you know yeah. but i'd say we're really lacking in music you yes know, in the nlp center of new york you know i don't i don't utilize music so there's okay new creative thought today okay excellent <laughs> glad to bring a bit of music into the world yeah. yeah so you've got um you've been you've gone through your adult life of nlp yes so what insights could you share with us that you've taken away from NLP, whether it's personally or professionally? Yeah. Well, um, hmm. I guess to start with personally, you know, there's 
there's a variety of challenges that occur between um, having a long-term relationship, you know, marriage, which is now I think 34 years, um, and um, learning about really, you know, how to understand somebody's model of the world. Right? Yes. And the easy triggers, the easy triggers, you know, if, if Stephen gives me feedback about the tone of my voice, I, I take a moment to really listen to that and think, you know, even though I don't think it's so bad, if it matters to him, I could change my tone of voice. You know? Yes. Like sometimes simple with some of my family members, let's say extended family members. If I get triggered by something, I think I have really good resilience to catching the trigger. Yes. Know, a, lot, a lot of our students say, oh, Rachel, do you ever get angry, depressed, frustrated, impatient, right? All of these like so-called stuff states. And it's yes. And I have good bounce back, right? Yes. I think that insight of, oh, what resource do I need? Oh, what technique do I use? Um, oh, what's their positive intention? What's my positive intention? Those kinds of things. If you talk about programming, I think I'm well programmed. So, yes, I can get angry, bad, depressed, frustrated, whatever. Do I stay in it? I don't think that I, I have that capacity anymore. Yeah. I think I can move out of it, you know, pretty. I feel very balanced. Yeah. I feel very fortunate. I think NLP has really influenced me that way. Yes. Uh, you know, we raised two, two kids. They're adult children. And that's always interesting to think, like, could I have done something different as a young mom? I think, you know, early on as a young mom, I probably said something to my kids, like, well, how do I make you angry? <laughs> Did the cause-effect challenge on them. <laughs> maybe that wasn't the best thing to say, you know. So, you know, I've also learned that there are times when you just don't throw out those challenges. <laughs> Excellent. Um, One of the things I li liked what you said there is that, because I think at some point, and I think it was during the 80s, it was almost like if you've done NLP, you were a perfect human being. And and really so, say, yeah, you have all the emotions, but you've got a set of tools to deal with them. Well, you know what? I might be more humble than a lot of the NLP folk around. I don't know. You know, we could say we undersell, overdeliver, uh, but I don't. I don't promise a lot. I say experience it. Yes. yes. You know, and, and even in workshops, there's usually um, exceeded um, uh, things that occur. Right? Like somebody will say, "Wow, I hadn't expected that." Yes. Expectations. So you know, uh, getting along with your kids better when you came because you thought you wanted to make better sales. You know, like. These are these are really important things, but yeah, I understand. Sometimes there's a promotion for like you know, sort of a miracle moment. You know, yeah. I wish I could miracles. You know, that would be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like you say, it's that it's those um, true life miracles where somebody's come to help with their sales process, and mm -hmm. in learning the NLP skills, they become much more connected with their family, their children. Mm -hmm. Yes, and 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 it can be that it can be. They had um, some kind of behavioral habit, whether, you know, classic thing of smoking cigarettes or nail biting or um, something worse like uh, alcohol abuse or something like that. And, and, then, and then they're able to stop. Now, does that happen all the time? I will guarantee that. But have I seen people say, I feel, you know, in control of who I am now. I don't need that as a crutch. And that always does feel miraculous, and I'm very, I feel very fortunate to help people get to Yes. That. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's uh, excellent. So, and NLP's been around a while now. 
Uh, it's, like you um, there's gone through several iterations, I think. Um, where do you think NLP is now? Hmm, okay, well, let's think. It's 2018, right? And NLP started in 1975 or a little earlier, right? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, just sociologically thinking about, you know, it's coming through a cultural revolution, coming in California, you know, really like transformational. And then what? where are we now? You know, high tech, low touch, right? You know? Yes. Uh, and it's interesting we still have to communicate yes right you know so we might talk about in our workshops email exchanges text exchanges yes video conferencing right but we're still dealing with humans so far (laughs) i don't know do we have to deal with how to communicate to our robots oh my goodness (laughs) probably (laughs) but i think we're getting there (laughs) So, so, okay, so 2018, we still have to deal with communication. So we could say very relevant. Yes. NLP is still very relevant. What have been the main issues that I've become aware of, and this is mainly because I've become partner with um, the Leadership Summit, you know, a group of uh, very seasoned, I think the requirement is you have to have had 15 years. Yes. NLP training, right? And then you have to be invited in, you know, and, but it's a group of people really exploring where is NLP now? So yes. it's a it's valuable question. And I think one of the bigger questions is um, standards. You yes. know, what, what, what are the standards of an NLP course? You know, how, how does somebody offer uh, just an online training? I don't know. You know, how does somebody offer a seven-day and say somebody's certified, right? So these mm-hmm. are great questions. Then there's also the question of how is NLP recognized um, what happened to to the recognition that that you know it's been since the early seventies and here we are twenty eighteen? What is, what usually gets recognized is science is, is something scientifically based, right? Yes. So this is a question. Some people are saying. Some people in the NLP community community say, "I don't care. It works for me. It yes. works for me. So I don't care." Right. Other people say, yes, and if you want to be accepted and you want to move forward, if you want it to be a field. So yeah. there's, you know, the question is, will there be more research? Um, I know of one group, it's called the Research and Recognition Project that has been doing research, um, working with post-traumatic stress disorder, using basically the trauma model, which is very similar to the phobia model. Yes, yes. Um, but they're not calling it NLP anymore because of the grant concerns and the money concerns. So unfortunately, NLP right now is not getting the credit there. So where is NLP right now? I think it's still fighting for some kind of um, presence. And yet, you know, in in New York, we have ongoing training. Yes. You know, we have a, a weekend training. We have a summer intensive. We have a once a week training. An evening training, so people still find us, right? Yes. And um, people find us for NLP, but we also do an Ericksonian hypnosis, and I think we kind of have that mixed, you know, of yes. people kind of. So, you know what, um, John? I would love for NLP to be recognized, and where would I like it to be? You know, in universities, which on occasion it is. Like, there's. Um, uh, Carl, I'm sorry, I, don't, I forgot his last name right now. Carl, I apologize. But Carl in, in Berlin, Germany, 
he ha- is connected with the University of Nicaragua. And yes. he will then go and get a PhD in an NLP study. Yes. Right? So Carl Nielsen, anyway, is it, you know, so, so it's happening, but wouldn't it be great if that happened more? Right? Yes. So I think there's a struggle. You know, there's definitely, I see it from the leadership summit, people wanting that. Um, you know, I'm very, I'm much, I'm very in the trenches right now, which means I work, I work teaching classes. Yes. You know, I work seeing clients. So I'm not really, um, I don't think I don't see myself going, doing anything else except going to a meeting to talk, to talk about. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. Which is also important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I know I find I, the, we have it in the UK where there's almost a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon. There's mm-hmm. read a book on NLP and then they're running weekend courses. We have online courses. We have three day courses, seven day, and it's a real mixture. And I think it's sometimes challenging for somebody who's looking to take some NLP training to know where to go to. I know. I think about that um, customer beware, consumer beware. Right? Yes. How do, you, how do you shop around? What, what are you really looking for? You know, we get people who want to learn about themselves. Yes. Right? They just say, I want to improve myself. And um, that's great. We also get people who say, I want to be a practitioner coach, you know, and we offer that to them. So yes. um, they say, I want to help others. And, and, and so we offer that to them. And um, then they'll tell us what we'll, We've looked at another center and it, it's only seven days and, you know, and it has this online component or something. And, and we say, you just have to decide or talk to your, you know, yes. people with them. You know, obviously we think, like I was saying before, this communication between the two of us right now is, is the essence. So when you come into a workshop, that's what's also happening. Right? Yes. And beyond the NLP, sometimes it's connections like Stephen and myself, you know, became a marriage, right? You never know what's going to happen. People have created businesses together, right? There's always wonderful byproducts, but yeah. we work together and we as trainers really get to see you working together. Yes. And that's just NLP level one, you know, of course there's master practitioner level. So, you know, yeah, uh, consumers have to ask a lot of questions. They have to really think about it. Um, you know, there are a lot of great books and oh, yes. Stephen and I wrote a book that basically parallels our training. It's called NLP, a changing perspective, but it's, you know, similar to most NLP books. It has many of the techniques and, you know, of course it's closer to our training if you want to see that. So, you know, some people can learn NLP through books, but there's a point when they go, I learned, I read it, but I don't really get it. Right? Yes. So, I think there's there's levels of learning, isn't there? And books are one level, uh-huh. and then the experience of the classroom is a different level. Uh-huh. Going out into the world and using it is another level of learning and feedback. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you're doing a podcast. Somebody hopefully will. What will they learn? They'll 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 become curious. You know, yes. Um, they'll say, "What? Well, why? What is NLP really?" You know, and we we didn't really talk about that. You know, to say no. You know, except that I mentioned communication. But yes. Always, I think that's one of our struggles is what is NLP, right? You know, to to look at, you know, this communication model, this model that changes thoughts, feelings, and behavior, right? This technology, 
um, yes, you know, it's always that question, you know. Yeah. I, I actually like to say it really stands for now let's play. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then, you know, we get to you know, try out things, right? You know, yeah. and I, I just, you know, we were talking earlier. What did you ask me about? Like, oh, insights or something about. Yes. Just the, the you know, the contribution about linguistics, right? That, you know, Brinder, I'm sure, is the force of that, right? That, um, or the opening of the door of that, just to think about a simple word, you know. So you, you tell me, Rachel, I'll, I'll be I'll be with you soon, <laughs> you know, shortly. Or it's like you know to really start to wonder what does that really mean? Yes. And like any couple that I work work with, they really enjoy that moment. They they get it. They know like yeah, you're soon. Is that you know, how soon is soon for you, John? You know. <laughs> Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Mine's about five minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Excellent. So I think that NLP is almost the danger of losing that sense of fun and adventure. Sometimes it gets too serious. Oh, oh goodness. Um, hmm. You know, I, I... I, tell me more. <laughs> where, <laughs> tell me where you think it's, it's losing it. Right. I, I think it's not the, I think the uh, initial days was um, a sense of an adventure. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it, yes, and I think um, as anything grows and matures, the danger is we become too serious about it and, mm-hmm. and we forget to play, like you say. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it may be, it may be so. You know, like we... You could say that the practitioner training or master practitioner training is already set. And so where is the adventure, you know, and in, in terms of where's the exploration? You know, yes. What are the, sometimes people say to me, well, what's new in NLP? You know, and I was like, I'm not really so sure, except that we look at what's new in the world and we talk about, you know, again, like video conferencing or texting. Yes. You know, um, like, I don't know, you can't make rapport new per se. Right. You know, it's important to understand people. I think actually one thing that's, you know, current is is the concern of people becoming more um, tribe like. Right. You know, sticking with their own. And yes. Xenophobic. And, you know, I think that the contribution of NLP to really say respect each other's models of the world. You know, you don't necessarily have to agree. Uh, respect. And then, you know, again, do your best to understand it. Right. Yes, definitely. That, that, I don't know if it's too serious, but it, it, it can be um, adventurous to say there's so many new cultures. There's so many different groups now. So many more people who are willing to share who they are in the world, right? Oh, it's definitely, like, yes. In these 80s, we were still so much more closed by things. So mm. there can be some real fruitful communication when people are willing to do that, you know? So I think NLP could be so helpful with um, with the difficult conversations, you know, and I think that's what happens. We get hired as process community yes. consultants and all the really great um, business consultants that, you know, I know there may be a plethora in London, but hopefully the good ones are helping people really deal with, you know, being able to have the more difficult conversation. Oh, yes. Oh, no, definitely. 
So I'm highly aware that you've still got clients to see today and you're very busy. So if somebody wanted to find out more about the courses you offer and maybe some of your one-to-one work, where would they need to go? Um, Okay, well, we have a website. It's called nlptraining.com. And that's the easiest way. Of course, anybody could email info at nlptraining.com. We do all our workshops in New York, so you get to have a nice holiday in New York. And we do summer intensives. That might be the best way for somebody who's uh, international. Yes. Uh, And otherwise, of course, we do Skype now. So I think my furthest client was Monaco that I had Skype sessions with. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody was interested in getting hold of your book, is it available on the usual outlets or is it available from your yeah, website? It's available on the, uh, the mega outlet, Amazon. <laughs> yes, they've got the world on there. Yeah, yeah, anywhere you want to go, Amazon. Yes, it's NLP, A Changing Perspective. And I guess just, just lastly, I want to say that, you know, it has been quite a pleasure to, um, to talk with you, you know, the the enjoyment of meeting other people who do NLP around the world. And, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, this is this is part of where I think NLP is going, or at least the Leadership Summit goal yes. is create community, right? This idea of community, you know, community where we all like to belong and how to cooperate, you know, how to best respect each other for our uh, differences as, as well as similarities, but, you know, understanding each other. So, I really appreciate you. It's a contribution that you give to to others to share. And, um, you know, you've made me very, feel very welcome in your podcast community. So thank right. you. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Thank you. And what I'll do, I'll put all the links on the um, webpage that we have. And, uh, and I'll let you know when that goes live. Okay. Thank you so thank much. Thank you ever so much. And have a wonderful day. Okay. You too. Good okay. Day. Bye then, Rachel. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And make sure to head over to NLPCourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you're kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.